to Out of the Box Radio with me, your host, Christine Blasdale. Out of the Box Radio is a weekly podcast of audible ear candy dedicated to bringing a fresh perspective on this thing that we call life. And each and every week, we're going to be diving into the topics that matter most with lively conversations on issues such as health, wellness, and transformational healing, all with the goal of creating a better world and becoming a happier human being. I will be your tour guide for this epic adventure, and each and every week we're going to be embarking on a journey with the ultimate goal being transformation to our highest potential. And now, let's get out of the box. everyone welcome back to out of the box with christine i am your host christine blasdale and i am so stoked about today's show because it is a subject matter that i'm very much interested in and also it applies to those of us in our surroundings right what about you've heard maybe about feng shui but what about feng shui for your home using astrology my guest today is simone butler and she is an expert an astrological expert of some 30 plus years. She also is uh, an author of a book called Astro Feng Shui, Making Magic in Your Home and Life. And I love that title because I'll tell you, Simone, my ha- I, this looks good right here because I got my artwork and my little Buddha, but the, the rest of my house is kind of a mess. And I want to really talk to you about how we can improve not only our home, the surroundings that we are in, but also our life. So welcome to Out of the Box with Christine Simone Butler. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm super excited. And I am also really excited because I, uh, prior to this interview, sent you my date of birth and all of that information. And I want to find out more about what I should be doing in my home, and if you have any insights for me. But first off, I'd love to find out and let our listeners know how you got started in astrology, and in particular, too, how you've applied the the feng shui aspect, but how did you get started in this whole world of astrology? Well, I was living in L.A. in the 80s, and if you were there, were you there in the 80s? I grew up in L.A., and I love, yes, L.A. in the 80s, very much so, yeah. It was burgeoning. I mean, the new age was on fire at that time. And I was taking all these classes. I was walking on fire. I was doing anything and everything to raise my consciousness because that's what all my friends were doing. And so my neighbor said, hey, do you want to take an astrology class? And of course I said, yes. And I'd always loved astrology, but I didn't know anything more than just the fact that I was a cancer by sun sign. That's all most people know, right? Right, right. I started taking this class and I learned the basics and I started looking at charts of my friends and my family and oh my God, I went crazy. And this is very common when people first get the <laughs> astrology bug, they go crazy with it. And it was all I did for about five years was study it and look at charts. And then people started begging me for readings. And I never intended to be an astrologer. I was actually a fashion editor in, in LA. I was a writer. I, you know, astrology, who has that as, as a 
career aspiration. Right. You, you don't say that to the high school career uh, consultant, whatever the coach there. You go, yeah, I want to be an astrologer. No, absolutely not. But, you know, then I look back on it. And when when I was young, my mom used to always put, do you remember those little star scrolls? The, the um, Yes, I loved in the supermarket. Yeah, I would, yeah, would yeah. keep those and they were like long paper things. Yeah. Well, my mom used to put those in my Christmas stockings every year. And do you know that I actually ended up working for that company for many years? Uh, first doing phone consultations back in the 900 line days in the 90s. And then after that, I was an editor and I wrote the daily forecast for them until it finally went out of business, that little scroll in 2009, which grieved me because I loved the company. Um, I love, you know, it was, it was a great little gig. It and was cool. That was before really having the internet and like going yeah. online and finding stuff. You couldn't wait to go and get those little scrolls in the, in the plastic and. Right. Yeah. And you exactly. wrote some, did you write some of those? Oh yeah. Oh, you probably wrote one of, that I read. Probably. <laughs> it was a formula, you know, <laughs> I had to follow kind of a scripted thing, but I yeah. Yeah. It within that format. So. I, at those days, uh, let's see, was it the late 80s, early, it was early 90s. Remember this thing called America Online? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, back in the olden days, when you had that dial-up modem, right, with AOL, they actually had communities. Remember, they had the communities, right? So all of the content was written by, actually, by people that were doing, you know, in those communities, whatever it was, if you're you know, into sports and things like that. They were actual, you know, real people, not these corporations that, you know, that they have now, these me mega multinational corporations. But in the entertainment uh, channel, which was very popular with people, I had a gossip and entertainment column called Beatbox Betty. It was called The Daily <laughs> Fix. It was called The Daily Fix, Beatbox <laughs> Betty. And I would get up at the crack of ass <laughs> to write these little quippy little things and I was um I did it through a cartoon character so it wasn't Christine it was Big Box Betty and that was the golden days of really of online and man there was so many great opportunities I did that for a while and it was very very cool until they got until they got Time Warner in there and then they mucked it up but yeah, that was, that was a really cool time. I remember that. Yeah. So you, so you went, so you did that for a while. You were doing the star, star scroll stuff and still studying um, astrology and more and more of your friends, more and more people wanted readings, right? Yeah. Well, and, and let me just say that the study of astrology never stops. Uh -huh. I've been it for over 30 years, studying it for even longer. And even now I'm still studying. I just took a, an online class through the School of Traditional Astrology about something called horary astrology, which is where you can, a, a person asks a question and you cast a chart for the moment they ask it or the moment you receive the question. And you can, there's all these rules for it. It's ancient. It's something that dates back to the Greeks and even earlier than that. And you can determine not only the answer to the question, is this a good idea that I do such and such or should I partner with that person or, you know, whatever, but you can also see the circumstances around it. 
it's like a divinatory arm of astrology because I see astrology as divination, truly. And in its its Egyptian and you know Sumerian roots, that's what it was. And you can do so much with entrepreneurs when they're you know I'm thinking about investing in this uh, course or software. I'm thinking about um, you know, taking on some speaking gigs. Should I write this book? Oh my God. There's so many things that if they can get that insight from you, cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. I just, I just did a reading, a horary for a client who has a house in Spain. Now Mm -hmm. months ago, she asked me, should I sell the house in Spain? She wanted to really get out from underneath it. And I ran a horary and it looked horrible. It was like, don't even bother, you know? And she, and so three months later, she, she wants to know again, God, I just really want out of here. So I ran another horary and it was so favorable. It was like, do it, do it now. You're going to get full price, you know? And so it's like, it's, it shocked me that it could be so different in only three months time. And it taught me something because I didn't realize that in only, it seems that three month increments are about how long the horary's judgment, as it's called, will is good for. So, wow! And you have you have been so you've been doing this for so many years, and you'll continue to do this, obviously. So, what the the uh, I had opened up a little bit and talked about the book that you've written, Astro Feng Shui, making magic in your home and life, so we can apply we can apply some astrological aspects to our houses, to our homes. Yeah. And you're a cancer. No. So cancer is all about the home. I know that. Yes, it is. And it's all about <coughs> the moon and especially the new moon time period to me is the power period of the month. That's for those that don't know, that's when the sun and moon come together. It happens usually once a month and it is the time to plant seeds or whatever you want to have happen in the month ahead. And so I made, it was a whole story behind how I brought astrology and feng shui together, but just to keep it short, a friend of mine was um, getting her certification at the Western School of Feng Shui and she needed people to practice on. So she came to my house, we spent three hours, feng shui the entire place and the energy of the place changed so dramatically. I can't even tell you how different I felt and energized and things started happening. And so I, being an astrologer, I of course started thinking, gosh, I bet there's a correlation between this. And in the compass school of uh, the Chinese school of astrology, they do work with Chinese astrology in that, but I don't do Chinese astrology. I do Western astrology. And so with the Bagua map, which is Western astrology, I started thinking, how do these fit together? And I found a way and it's through the new moons. So for instance, um, but the next new moon is October 28th. So that's the one that um, if people really want to work with a new moon, that's the time. And it's in Scorpio, which is not unfamiliar to you with no i love i love scorpio season <laughs> and the ascendant in scorpio so this is a profound one for you now i correlate the scorpio new moon with 
the wealth area of your home. So to figure out where that is, you stand at the entrance of your front door, looking inward. Okay. Furthest left-hand corner. Okay, furthest left-hand corner. Yes. So what have you got in that corner? Well, when you walk into my door, into my house, there's the living room area, but to the far left corner is my kitchen area, but I have a, a screen, like a Soji screen in front of it, so you don't see the stove. Mm -hmm. And then I have my desk, which is actually supposed to be my table, but it's my desk because that's where I work for the most part. Um, I, only, I do the recordings here in the bedroom, but to the far left corner is really the kitchen area. And again, I have a, uh, like a Soji screen there to so it blocks. So you don't see just the, the, you don't see the kitchen so much. So that's your office as well as the kitchen? Uh, yes. It's kitchen slash uh, living space, living area. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, actually, it's quite good to have an office in the wealth area or GUA, that's G-U-A for those don't know what the heck I'm saying. Um, it's the Bagua map. That's B-A-G-U-A. -A, is is you can Google it, um, find or there's one on my website that you can um, look up and see and learn more about what the Bagua map is. But um, eat, there are eight different areas, including the very center of the home, that relate to different parts of life. There's fame and there's uh, wealth, there's relationship, there's health, there's family. So you see every area. Where's the fame and wealth one? Is that the left-hand corner? Yeah, that's what, that's what we're talking about. Okay, okay. The Scorpio new moon relates to wealth. Now, Scorpio is often more about the wealth we share with others or tapping into other people's wealth or benefiting them and you and it's the win-win-win we like that it which you're very good at and raising money which you've done so yeah. much of right that's yeah. so Scorpio um the opposite of that which is Taurus is also wealth but that's more about your own earnings it's more strictly just about you that's my wife <laughs> oh really yeah I married a Taurus uh-huh. Well, I think opposites work really well, especially when people are mature. When people are super young and don't know themselves, the relationship of opposites can be problematic. Yes. Yeah. But the, I, I find that she has qualities that I don't, and I have yeah. qualities that she doesn't. She's yeah. more physically grounded into the earth, right? Right, right? Like I'll tell her about a great idea I have. Oh, I'm going to do this and this. And she's like, Okay, wait. Now, how are you going to make money at that? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, don't worry about that. Right, right. Yeah. Well, the so back to the the new moon. Um, it it actually is falling on. Let's see. It's pretty darn close to Halloween, my favorite holiday. Or it's it's what's called Samhain in the Celtic wheel. You know, I'm a pagan. I uh, I like to. You know, Halloween is fun. I dress up in costumes too, but there's a deeper meaning to that holiday. That what is the deeper meaning to, to Halloween or All Hallows Eve, so to speak? Well, it's a Scorpio meaning. Scorpio is about death and rebirth. It's we're entering the darkest season of the year, the season in which we're, we're headed into winter. 
you know, which is where everything dies and goes underground in order to be reborn in the spring. And so that's what the people, you know, when people live closer to the earth, and that's all pagan means, it's of the earth, um, they, they had to pay attention to these things. And yes. that's where the deeper, darker, um, not dark in terms of negative, but dark in terms of inward. Um, so we go with, sometimes we'll go within, yeah. we'll, we'll nurture ourselves a little bit more instead of being like in the spring and the summer, like out and yes. about type thing, right? Yeah. Exactly. So the, the life force energy pulls within as the weather gets colder, at least in the Northern hemisphere, it's the opposite in the Southern hemisphere. But, um, and we, you know, it's a time to fortify ourselves from within. And that's really what Scorpio is about. So the new moon on the 28th is your power point for the month ahead, and especially in terms of wealth. So what you want to do is examine closely your wealth area. And first of all, you want to make sure it's as clean and clear and neat as possible. Uh -oh. <laughs> And um, organized, right? It needs to be like organized and clean. Well, yeah. the most, the best that you can, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yourself crazy with it, but the thing about my system that's really great is every month you're working a different area of your um, your house. So sometimes people go crazy when they get into feng shui and they try to do their entire house all at once, and that's the quickest way, unless you have a very small house. That's the quickest way to overwhelm. Yeah. So you don't want to get overwhelmed. You want to focus only on that area. And for most people, one room is, you know, doable, right? It's yeah. Not, it's not, you know, going to completely take over your life to do that. And so you clear it out, make it organized as much as you can, and then you want to sage it or burn some of your favorite incense or do something to kind of clear aromatherapy sprays are good if you don't like either of those heavier smells and you just want to clear the vibe and also of course being that it's your kitchen is there so you'll want to include that the the stove is a very important um, um, area in feng shui because it if the top of your stove is not super clean, it can affect your finances adversely. So make sure, pay attention to your burners. If there's, okay. a, if there's a burner that's out or not working, that's very bad. You want to get that. Fixed. If you have a clock on your stove and it's in because of the power outage and it's still flashing, <laughs> should we like probably, we should probably fix that, right? Change it. So. Exactly. Okay. That's just the kind of stuff. And you will notice more and more as you start really looking at your space, that it will start speaking to you. And then you will think, hmm, how interesting that that's been flashing at me for how long? A month? A while. <laughs> and, and for whatever reason, I'm ignoring it. You know, and so you can't ignore your space anymore once you start getting into feng shui. And I love that because it's like in feng shui, the maxim is as without, so within. And in astrology, it's as above, so below. So they fit together, these two yeah. systems, you know? And so our, our, we can change our inner lives and our realities by working on our environment 
or vice versa. Our environment can inform our inner lives. Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's just as basic as just leave, living in a space where you have nature in front of you. I, I live near the beach, so I have that beautiful ocean, the, the, you know, all that water, which uh -huh. for Scorpio, I love it because it's yeah. all that water. But um, yeah, it's, it's so important what, we're, what we surround ourselves with. So, so on this, we're talking about the, it, would that be the, the, the career or the money um, area of the home, that far left corner? It's money specifically. Money. Okay. Money. So that, so I'm going to do that. As soon as we're done with this interview, I'm going to start on that. <laughs> but there's more. Okay. So, okay. You're going to clear the space and yes. get organized. And after yes. you've done that, you're going to add what we call enhancements, also sometimes known as cures. And that just simply means fresh, beautiful things. A green plant is excellent for that area, but not an unhealthy one. <laughs> if there are unhealthy plants in that area, you want them gone. And the, um, all the jewel tones relate to that area. Purple is, is a classic color for the wealth. Um, but green, purple, royal blue, ruby red, all the gem colors. Um, anything that looks rich, you want the area to look prosperous and rich. So, you know, I have a belly dance sash with coins on it in my, um, that someone gave me, which of course I, I would never wear, but I thought, oh, this is a good enhancement. And sure enough, I've got it um, draped across my bureau in, because my bedroom happens to be my wealth area. And um, anything that makes you feel rich. Gotcha. Is, good to have in that area. And even a bowl of money, like a bunch of coins in a beautiful bowl. I mean, what you're doing here is you're speaking to your subconscious mind to go to work for you to create more money. I like that. Say that again. Say that you're again. Spe you're speaking to your subconscious mind to go to work for you to create more wealth, more abundance. Not just money, but, you know, whatever abundance looks right. like. Right. Health, uh, love. Yeah. yeah. All of that. So that's basically how feng shui works is, you know, you're really dealing with your own subconscious, which is connected to something bigger than you. Whatever you want to call it, the source, God, all that is, it's, it's within us, but it's bigger than us. So we're tapping into that and we're, it, it just wants guidance. It wants us to say, okay, this is what I need. Please give this to me. It and wants that, direction. Yeah. And some, so often we give it negative direction without even realizing it through the thoughts we're thinking repetitively or the words we're saying. Don't ever say I'm poor or I can't afford that. You can say it's not in the budget right now. Or, you know, something like that if you have to. That's so important. And, yeah. uh, and, and also, if you're doing something, I've heard people, too, when they, if they're eating something that maybe, you know, you know sugary or something like that, they go, I'm going to, this is, is going to make me so fat. Or if they're smoking, instead of, right. just, instead of just enjoying the smoke, they're like, I have to quit this. This is killing me. You know, something like right. that. So you're putting that energy out 
Exactly. Instead of just enjoying your whatever you're having, your donut or your drink or whatever. Yeah. Right. So that makes an impression on our subconscious, whatever it is we're thinking or, you know, um, saying, especially the word has such power. The word is even more powerful than whatever you may be thinking. Um, so make sure your words are aligned with what it is you really want. Well, that's because too, words are basically letters put together and that's, that's spelling, right? Which mm -hmm. is a spell and you're casting a spell. Oh, I love that. Oh yeah. When you're speaking those words, you're casting a spell. That's why as Scorpio and somebody who's involved in talking all the time and using words, I realized the, the, the immense power of our words uh -huh. and how we can lift others up, but also how we can use those words to hurt others. And we have to be very aware of that. Right. Yeah. So the next, the next um, part of what, of how this works with Astro Feng Shui is at or around the new moon, which I just looked it up is at 8 39 PM on Sunday, the 27th. October 27th is the yeah, new moon? Yeah, yeah, It's actually in, um, in Pacific time. It's actually the evening of the 27th, not the 28th. Around 8.30 p.m.? Yeah. So, but you can work with your area um, long before that. But that's the ideal time or any time after the moon moves into Scorpio, which is 1.30 uh, p.m. that day. That's the day to um, the time to do the final phase of your um, activation process of your wealth law. And that is, you got to get clear on what you want, what you are intending for the next 30 days. All we're dealing with here is the next 30 days, not, you know, the next 10 years of your life or anything. It's just a new moon cycle. That's all it is. So, I mean, if it happens to hit your chart in a profound way, like you happen to have eight degrees Scorpio rising, this new moon is at four degrees, that's pretty close. So this is a, an, an important new moon for you, perhaps more than for someone that doesn't have any Scorpio in their chart. But anyone can use this. So this is a powerful time for, I, I already know there's so many things that are, projects that I'm working on that are, that will start to kind of take off. I just, I'm an author in a book. It's the first time I've ever been published in a book and I'm so excited and it's coming out in the month of October. And then at the end, I'm going to Australia to be with, to be with my wife to celebrate my birthday. So that's right around the time that I'll be, I'll be going and being with her. So it is a very, very busy, but also very beautiful time. Yeah. 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 It's a power time for you for sure. So what you want to do then around the time of the new moon or just prior after you've cleansed your space and made it as neat and clean as possible is you want to come up with what your intention for the month is. And I always like to, to, to write it down as well as speak it out loud. And it's good to light candles. So um, any of those jewel tones, green, purple, royal blue, you know, any candles that appeal to you, it can be just one candle or it can be two. Um, I always think if you're coupled or want to be coupled, it's nice to have two candles, tapers, you know. And then um, 
write down your intention. And I always like to start it with thank you for. So those are your first three words. Thank and you for. Or blank. Right. Yeah. Um, and make it, I mean, you can say thank you for a million dollars if you want. <laughs> but if you think really that the, if that's where you're at in your life, that you are, are truly receptive to receiving a million dollars, go ahead, um, you know, go for it. But most of us, our subconscious mind's going to go, yeah, right. Our subconscious mind is like, you're freaking kidding yourself, right? Yeah. So how so about something that is, but something that is doable, right? And yeah. not completely out. It's not like I'm going to say, thank you for making me 25 again. Oh, <laughs> right. And that also has nothing to do with wealth, right? Right, um, right, right. Yes, yes. So you want it to be somewhere in the realm of wealth or what, what is, what your personal wealth feels like to you, you know? So maybe something like, thank you for allowing the financial ability for us to buy our home together. Yeah. Or even more specific, thank you for sending me the perfect um, realtor or agent or, you know, so-and-so to work with us on making this affordable. Gotcha. Now, things like that. And you can put more than one intention if you want to. Okay. And then you, so you write that down and then do you keep that in the area? Yeah. I always like to just kind of fold it and put it underneath the candle. And leave, leave your candle burning for a while, but you don't want to leave the house with your candle burning. Right? Yes. Please, folks, don't leave your candle burning. Don't burn your house down in the process. Um, but, yeah, you want to really imbue that candle with your intentions. And the best way to do it is you write it down, your intention, you speak it out loud. I always like to invoke while I'm doing that. Like, I work with Isis. I am a daughter of Isis. I call on her. Um, if you have particular um, goddesses, gods, uh, entities, animal spirits, whatever that you work with or would like to work with, <laughs> call on them to help you. And then so you've evoked them or even just the angels. Right, right. Or the ancestors. We're coming into, especially by then, we're in the period of the ancestors with, uh, that's another Scorpio meaning, right? Is that other world, that dark world of, uh, that we, where we can't see, but we sense that these folks are still around us and they want to help us. So this is an ideal time. My and grandmother, she's always with me. Yeah. And yeah. put her picture up then. Yes. Feature her in that part of your, um, uh, in your wealth gloss somewhere. Some, you might want to create a little altar. with. Those. I like that. Yeah, I like that idea as well. I think altars are important. I have them all over my house. You know, everywhere I turn, there's an altar for a different purpose. Yes. And so altars are simple. People don't need to be intimidated by the thought of an altar. And it, it, it isn't religious per se. It's just. No, it's showing great reverence, I think, and, and love. I have, um, I had to recently um, put my beautiful baby, uh, I had to have her go to sleep 
and um, she's my she was my toy poodle for 16 years, Aww. and this was just very very recent, and it was Aww. extremely painful, um, extremely extremely painful. But I have um, a, a few little places. I have a few places that I honor her and have her photo and candles and little things that I know that she um, would love and appreciate. And also um, a friend got me a Bodhi tree in a pot and it's outside at right now because it does need some sun, but uh -huh. that is a very sacred um, little pot that I, that's my Bodhi, you know, that's, that's a, in a symbolic representation of my, of my dog. And so I think it's really important, yeah, to have those places exactly that you can show your love and, and that you, you're still thinking about them. You well, know? you could you could bring that little sacred plant in just for the purpose of the actual ritual and, and a picture of your puppy, you know, and put them on the altar and bless them and, and call forth. I'm sure your baby is wanting to help you and connect with you in every totally. yeah. On the other side. So, yeah. And the thing with Scorpio is too, it's a transformation. It's, it's about the transformation is letting go, which is where death is often connected with the Scorpio time frame. You know, we, we let, we shed our skin like a snake. The snake is, is a Scorpio creature. We, you know, go within and then we gestate something new and then we are reborn so we honor that whole cycle of death and rebirth during the scorpio period which is where we're coming in yay <laughs> yes we are yeah and you my dear were born at a new moon yes and that's when the sun and moon are together in the heavens and i wanted to ask you if you um do you relate at all to georgia o'keefe I I haven't done much I haven't done much uh looking into Georgia O'Keefe. She's a Scorpio. Uh a Scorpio. New, new moon. Um a new moon person. I can't remember if she I think she's Scorpio Sunset. I know she's a new moon. And I just think she's in, such an inspiration. And she, you know, living alone for years in the desert and just she allowed her creativity to come forth in such a a profound way and she had some uh, amazing losses in her life anyway she's a new moon person in case anybody was born at a new moon I'm just giving you there's one example the other example I like of the new moon is um, Richard Branson mm. he mm -hmm. and people born at the new moon are risk takers they go their own way they like to um, be themselves. Sometimes they're forced to be themselves because they're just so unique and different, right? And, and there a lot of times too. They're um, I don't want to say accidental leaders, but a, a lot of times they um, they're able to be quite successful uh, in, in like management positions, but also in leadership because they have that ability that um, a lot of them have that ability to relate to what other people are feeling. Um, and that's that, maybe that's that deep emotion, that emotional connection and not being afraid of the, you know, of the, the light and dark of the death and rebirth kind of thing. But I know that a lot of, a lot of my 
the people that I know that are, are Scorpios too, um, have that ability to do some leadership positions as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, being born, the new moon is when the moon is dark. You cannot see the moon yes. when it's new, but it is, that doesn't negate its power, but its power is in the found in the invisible or the, in, in the darkness that of what we cannot see, we can't, you know, it's like we have to take steps forward even though we don't know where the heck it's leading or we can't see the result that's the new moon energy and so that's why new moon people are so um, powerful because they've learned how to step forward in the darkness you know without deep. where the heck they're going that is deep <laughs> oh it's you yeah it's definitely deep but. So what, so for, for folks who, who are, well, for folks who are not Scorpio, um, on the feng shui and the astro feng shui of the house. Now I know another really important, uh, space in our homes is obviously it's our bedroom, right? It's where we spend a lot, a great deal of time. Um, if anything, we're, we're sleeping there. So that's quite yeah. a lot of, a lot of time. Are there any, are there some tips that you can give people about, um, how to be in better alignment in their in their bedrooms oh absolutely well first of all get the media out of your bedroom you do not want do not have a television exactly I, 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 yeah yeah <laughs> i i think that's crazy to have a tv in your bedroom it is and it interferes with your love life i mean let's it's a portal it's the a bedroom portal. the bedroom is for two purposes sleep and sex Yes, and preferably lots of sex, but if not, if sleep, <laughs> fine. Yeah. Right. And TV does not lend itself to either of those. I suppose you could be putting porn on your TV if you're. If <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> um, you know, some people fight me on this when I do their um, homes. And if they're just insistent on having the TV in there, I say cover it with. A pretty piece of fabric. Yes. Yes. Something so that you're not seeing it when it's not in use. Here, I'll give you a really quick example of what not to do in your bedroom. Um, I did a, a a feng shui consultation for a woman a while back who had a home office in her bedroom. Oh. Had a treadmill. I mean, she had crowded basically her whole life into her bedroom because she had her home office and a treadmill and her and bed. And yeah, so she was working out. She was uh, doing her office work, and she was the bed was like an afterthought. You know, right. it was just this little space where she slept, and it was because she had let her two teenage kids take over the rest of the house. And so right away, I knew this was trouble. And of course, this woman had not had a relationship for decades. Right. And the bedroom is about love. It's about relationships. So she had the intention that she really wanted to have a relationship. So the first thing I told her was, get this office out of the bedroom. And in order to do that, it meant reclaiming some space in the rest of the house and telling her kids, sorry. This isn't your playroom anymore. This is now my office. So that was empowering for her. And then getting the darn treadmill out of there. 
he really wasn't even using it. There was they no never do. <laughs> no, there was no room to use it. But in order to get to her bathroom, she had to like step over it every single time. No, it was bad. Anyway, we got that out of there, and then we got rid of. So many people have like dried flowers. Or no, yeah, no, 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 very no. bad. They're dead. They're dead. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. silk flowers are okay, but dried flowers are not. And also, people often have like pictures of themselves with their ex, or hell uh, no, other things from the past that are not doing them any favors. Some people are still sleeping on the bed they shared with their ex. No, 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 burn it. This, this is not a good plan. At the very least, buy all new mattress pads, sheets, pillows. If you can't afford to buy a new mattress, at least do that much. Because you don't want your ex's old energy hanging around. How do you expect to be able to move on? Of course. Oh. Um, what else do people do? Oh, images of single women. Women who want to get married often will have pictures of either themselves alone or of even a goddess alone on, on a wall. I mean, I'm not saying don't have pictures of, I have Lakshmi above, above my wealth altar. She's the goddess of wealth. But um, keep it to a minimum. If you want to be coupled, and this goes for your whole your whole house, not just your bedroom. Don't have pictures of single, especially women, but any single images all over the place. And people do it. Because you're reaffirming that it's just you. Yeah. Right. So we cleared out all that stuff. We found a couple of great, beautiful pictures, like spiritual pictures of couples that she had hidden on other areas of the house. And we brought them in, put them above her bed. We um, changed out the, uh, what do you call, comforter for one that had some pretty, it had some pink in it. The more you can bring in heart-lifting colors, it doesn't have to be pink, but, you know, something that, that feels yummy, that, you know, can be whatever colors you like, but gray and black and, you know, dark shades don't really belong in a bedroom or only just as accent colors. Gotcha. So we did this and, oh my God, the energy was so different. And the kids were now on notice that, uh-oh, mom is taking back over, you know, she's coming into her power, right? And she, then she started um, on, I think, Match.com, whatever. Anyway, she met a man, and they got married, and she ended up moving into his place. And then the kids took over the house again, but at least she wasn't in it. <laughs> <laughs> so That's a totally, good story. It totally worked for her. That's and, a really good story. And, of course, she used the Astro Feng Shui, too, at whenever the love... Um, you know, new moon was back then she did her ritual and all. Can we talk really quickly about our bathrooms? Because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a product whore. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of products. I have a lot of skincare products. I have all these little things. Cause, I, cause you know, people give them to me for being sometimes to have, you know, try out different products and things. And my wife always says that I am a product whore. But, uh, uh -huh. and, it, and they're, and they're out cause I don't have a lot of space, but th let's talk about our, our bathrooms too. 
and toilet seat uh, up, the lid up, or lid down always? Lid down, lid down. Lid down. Yeah, because otherwise your energies, your wealth, whatever, are just going down the, the tube there. You can also tie a red ribbon on the pipes underneath, uh, like underneath your sink or underneath your uh, toilet or whatever. Uh, tying a red ribbon symbolically stops the flow of energy from leaving you. Really? So that, that's something you can do. Um, the, you know, it kind of depends on where the bathroom is located. Some places are worse than others. Um, there, one person's house I did, the bathroom was in the health area. The health area is the very center of the home. And that's where, it was a weird layout, that's where the bathroom was. And so I advised her to mirror the entire bathroom, or at least a couple of walls. And she did, because that brought in some positive energy. And then the thing with health is you want earth in there. Because see, each of the guas has a different element, different colors that belong to it. And so she got some plants, succulents, I think, something that wasn't going to die easily because it was, you know, in the middle of the house. Right. So Not a lot of light, probably. She got some ceramic pots with earth in them, with plants that weren't going to die, that looked beautiful in there. And then she mirrored a couple of the walls and, you know, improved the situation. But yeah, it, the bathrooms are tricky. I really wouldn't want to have one in my wealth area. In fact, when I remodeled, my dad died in 2011 and I had inherited the family home and uh, here in Mission Hills in San Diego. And it's a gorgeous home, totally remodeled it. And of course, using Astro Feng Shui. And I really wanted to add another bathroom. It only has, it's two bedroom, one bath. Classic early 50s. Yeah. Like, my dad built it and but the only place that I could have added another one was in my love area and I just wasn't willing to do it it's just me living here you know um but I don't really need two bathrooms except when guests come to stay but I just wasn't willing to put it in in the two power corners of the house are love that's the far right hand corner from when you're standing in the in the, in the doorway, right? And wealth, which is the far left-hand corner. So those are the power corners that like anchor everything. And having a bathroom in either of those, I think is particularly inauspicious. I mean, it's not great in health either, like I was just saying, but I, I really, you know, you don't want it going down, uh, your energies going down the toilet in either wealth or love, for sure. And there are cures you can use. You can hang crystals. You can uh, put a little wind chime or, I mean, there are things you can do to keep the energy moving. But if you have a choice, I wouldn't put a bathroom in either of those. Right. And that's, and that's in the actual, when you, so when you walk in a house, when you're looking at those corners, that's what you're actually seeing, correct? Not the actual shape of the house. What do you mean that's what I'm seeing? So when I walk into my, from my front door, I, I'm, all I'm looking at is the, is the living room slash kitchen. In order for me to get to the bedroom, I have to kind of walk down a hall. Are you, when you're saying the corners, is it the corner of the corners of the actual 
Yes. House? Yes. Okay, not just what you're seeing. Oh, exactly. It's okay. itself. So in some cases, it's really, especially if I work with people at a distance, you know, they can send me photos of the house, but I also need a floor plan. Gotcha. Basic, just super basic to show me where the different. Okay. So actually my, uh, so you said the far right corner of the space is the love, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's my, that's the bedroom. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. That's and the bedroom. What, what color scheme do you have there? Well, I am Scorpio, so I have a lot of black, <laughs> black <laughs> silver, a uh, little bit of turquoise. Because I have I have these paintings, but you can't see. I have I have painting as I went through an artist spurt, and I I painted. Do you, do you remember Richard Dreyfuss in Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Do you remember that mm -hmm. movie? Of course. When he gets obsessed with that mountain thing, and he's in his living room like making that big thing with mashed potatoes, that big mountain. I had um, a time where it was like, I just painted, like uh, feverishly painted. So I have these, I have paintings um, all on the walls because I couldn't cut, and I couldn't, because I couldn't paint these walls. My landlord didn't want me to paint. So I was like, well, then I'm going to put my own paintings up. Ah. So, because to bring in color, but I have a lot of, it's, it's, it's black, silver, white, little bit of gold um but yeah i do need to bring in something a little bit richer i think a little different so color yeah deep rose or burgundy those are scorpio colors as well oh i like that idea yeah i think a burgundy like a rich royal purple oh. right yeah well royal purple is good but that's burgundy is more oh no burgundy is more wine like, what is it like wine a, a, Deep red. Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'll do that. And also, my bedroom is a little crazy right now because I have I'm recovering from a broken leg, right. so <laughs> it's, I have things in here that I normally would not have. Let's put it that way. But your wife lives in Australia. Yes. Now, is that a problem? Is that by choice? Well, not now because we we, um, we applied for the visa, and so that just came through. So now yeah. it's the process of me getting there. But yeah, it's. Oh, you're going there. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Well, that's a huge change. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, In the beginning, I'll be going back and forth. I have business here, so I'll be uh -huh. doing a little bit of back and forth. I'll keep this place too for a bit. But uh, eventually the plan is for me to be there. And then she loves America and she would love to be here too. So. We're hoping that that can happen as well in the future. We have there's, right. there's two kids that we got to make sure that they that they're good for a while, you know, in I Australia. See. Yeah, I see. Well, it's a good time then to be sprucing up your love area. And of course, by the time this airs, the new moon in Libra will already have passed. That's coming up this weekend, September 28th. But you can still work with your uh, love area. I mean, you can work with your any part of your house at any time that you want. It's just that if you want to reap the full planetary power, doing it at the new moon that corresponds to that energy is, you know, then you really, you've really lined everything up. I love that. I really do. I love that. And that and it is a time, uh, it is a time of, 
of change and shift and, you know, clearing things out, especially for folks who are uh, listening or watching too, if you have a lot of clutter, and I am guilty of this as well so many times because I've got like, I might be juggling eight or 10 different things, right? And I, like I, I normally do, I've got all these things going on. But when you have that clearing of the clutter and getting rid of stuff that doesn't serve you anymore, it is such a good feeling afterward. So I do, oh. I, I recommend that people do that, really do. It totally clears your, your mind. I'm always clutter clearing. It's one of my favorite things to do. You know, um, the veterans truck comes periodically and picks up the latest stuff that I've cleared. You know, my dad was a pack rat. He was, he was borderline hoarder. He, he lived here for, well, 60 some years. So you can imagine what Ooh, I mean yeah. in terms of junk. Now, some of it was treasures. He, he loved to thrift shop, and I have some wonderful items still that he found. But mostly it was junk because he couldn't let go. Depression era, right? You know? Yes. Just had to hold on because they might need it. So anyway. And that, is a, that is an issue, too. Um, with, there's, there's a lot of folks that have that thing of holding on to stuff. They may not be bordering on, on hoarder level but there are a lot of folks that, uh, wow, they've jam-packed every single thing in their house. And right. stuff that's, and stuff that's, that's like, literally, it's trash. There's, there's no need to have well, newspapers and things like that. It's a psychological issue yeah. you know, for some that really requires working with somebody to you know, get at the emotional stuff that's there as to why in the world they're still holding on to that. But isn't it interesting, that whole Marie Kondo phenomenon? Have you watched that show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the show is kind of, I don't know, I find her a little a bit annoying, but I like that she, she has you bless the item and fix yes. the item before you let it go. Yes. It's an important part of the process. You know? I think so too. I think that's, that's, and it's, it's bringing that consciousness to people that yeah. haven't, you know, it's the show is extremely popular. So at least that's bringing that to, to people, you know, they say um, uh, on posts and stuff like that on Facebook, I'll see somebody say I'm condo, uh, condoing my, my life, which is good. It's always good. Um, I just wanted to, before, before we get, uh, before we go, Simone, I wanted to let people know how they can reach you and obviously also to, to get your book, Astro Feng Shui, mm -hmm. Making Magic in Your Home and Life. How do they, how do they, first of all, how do they get a hold of the book? Is it on Amazon or? Just it is. Okay. Yeah, both, both of my books are on Amazon. The other one is Moon Power Lunar Rituals for Connecting with Your Inner Goddess. Beautiful. And then how do they reach you? Because if they, maybe they want to talk to you or yeah. get a session with you. Right. Um, my website is astroalchemy.com. Astroalchemy.com. Astroalchemy you can go on there and you can sign up to receive my blogs. I, I just wrote um, a new moon essay all about this new moon. And I write uh, full moon, new moon essays. There's articles on there. You can, and when you sign up for my mailing list, you can also print out a free ebook called The Magic of Ritual. So if you're new to ritual, particularly new moon rituals, 
There are some great ideas in this ebook that'll get you started on what a ritual is and how to do it. And uh, yeah. Beautiful. So we're going to tell people to go to astroalchemy.com. I'll mm -hmm. have a link to that in the, in the notes of this program as well. Um, a full link to that so you can check it out. And, and definitely um, check out the work that's, that Simone is doing because um, it, is, it is a perfect time to do it. It's around that whole Scorpio, Halloween type uh, of time, and it's, um, it's just perfect. Divine timing to meet you as well, Simone. I yes, want to thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been super fun. And thank you, wonderful listeners and viewers of Out of the Box with Christine. I want to remind you, please, if you like the show, if you want to share it on your social media, the best way to do it is to share the YouTube video. There will be a link to this, so you can easily do that on your social media. And uh, you can subscribe to the podcast if that's what you are into, podcasting. You can subscribe to it on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Podbean, and most of the major platforms. Until next time, I want to remind you to always think outside of the box. For more information on me, you can go to outoftheboxwithchristine.com or christineblasdale.com. All right. Until next time, have a beautiful day. Bye, Bye. Simone. Bye.